What do we do when motivation runs out? Many times we are taught that we need to be motivated to do things and many times it's understood that motivation is linked to this desire or energy or zest for life. But what happens when we don't have that and we still want to accomplish things, either a particular habit or completing a particular project? So in this episode, we're going to address that and we're going to continue for several episodes. What do we do when motivation runs out and how do we intentionally set up our life so that we can be successful? And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuan Popa from Team for the Soul, bridging science, psychology, and ancient Christian faith and spiritual care. And with no further ado, let's dive in. There's a myth in today's culture that we need motivation to really accomplish a lot of things. Mind you, it's really nice when we feel motivated, especially internally. We have this surge of energy or joy, and it's so easy to keep our habits, keep our rituals or routines or accomplish our projects. The reality, though, that this is not always easily accessible. Many times we have suboptimal days and motivation feels like we're running out of it. And what do we do then? So I'm going to touch on in the next few episodes. But today, I really want to bring this concept from psychology of thought action gap. This is a natural phenomenon that we all have between what we set our mind to do, our thoughts, and actually our behavior, our action. This gap is natural, and we've got to find ways to really fill it. And if we're only going to rely on motivation, as I mentioned, this internal kind of drive or energy, we're going to run into problems because not every day it's Gonna, we're going to feel really energized or motivated or excited about doing things. And this is especially important if you're a giver and especially imp important if you want to keep some rituals or habits or if you have some projects that are more not at the forefront, maybe at the forefront of your day, but especially if they're not at the forefront, they can going to be on the bottom of your to-do list. So it's harder to really grasp them is harder to really sustain them. So this thought action gap, it's actually, as mentioned, very common. And because we only have access to our inner experience, many times we draw the wrong conclusions when we are falling into this gap and we're running out of motivation, internal motivation, and we feel like there's something wrong with us. We might even feel ashamed or may label ourselves as procrastinators or lazy and whatnot. Or the, on the other side, we might just keep pushing, 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 get that extra cup of coffee so that we can stay alert and focus on filled with energy. And some people even use energy drinks, which I'm actually not supportive of because they really bring a boost of energy, but then they deplete, they drain our 
brain chemicals or brain neurotransmitters and then we go into a low and before we know it we need to again use those whatever energy drinks or extra cup of coffee to sustain this so what are some solutions i've shared some of them including talking about the accessing effortless will which i've actually developed a full course around that and creating an environment actually that sustains our habits or rituals or our goals. As you might have heard me say, there we have what's called in psychology a dual processing brain. So we have a day-to-day consciousness when we are focused, it's logical, Many much is focused on the left part of our brain. It's logical A to B to C, cause and effect. And when we focus, when we work, when we care for others, when we're attentive to others, we use this conscious day-to-day ability. But then many times our habits, our routines, anything that is not primary, is not our primary focus, is going to run in the background. That's why it's called dual processing brain. And what's running in our background, usually it's what's actually running our habits, which is what's actually running our or rituals and or any little steps that we're doing that are beyond our main focus of the day. So they're kind of beyond the radar. And what's really interesting, this lower part of our awareness, of our consciousness that's in the background is very, very responsive to cues from the environment through different triggers, you might call them. So if we're not attentive, I might actually eat more food because I might get cues either um, I might see an ad about the food or I might actually every time at 12 p.m. I might get this particular snack. So I have a habit around that or I might see someone else eating a snack. And then that cue in the subconscious is what's going to drive you maybe to eat extra food or I might want to exercise and go to the gym, but I might come home and being home, I don't have any cues that remind me of the exercise, but they remind me about eating food or maybe talking with my family or maybe the TV is on. So the external cues are going to pull me into a particular direction, which it's so much more powerful, especially for very tired. So what is my point? My point is that this subconscious part of ourselves is very responsive to the environmental cues or triggers, and we don't have to succumb to them on an unconscious basis. We can actually design our world. We can design our environment in such a way that the cues will support us. So to summarize, the thought to action gap is natural. It happens to most human beings. If you've noticed that many of the things that you intend to do, you're not able to do, rest assured that this is more common than you think, that it's not about us being bad necessarily or lazy or procrastinating, that adding labels to our identity is really not helpful. It's actually more helpful to realize that this is a natural phenomenon. There is a way to change this pattern by arranging our environment and our cues in such a way to support our intentions. 
in such a way that we are aligned with our identity. So with that, in the next few episodes, I really unpack what do I mean by cues, what kind of cues we can set up to be conscious, because if we don't set those triggers and cues, someone else will. And we will be pulling all sorts of directions from social media, from news, from the things that are happening around us, and just from sometimes from old daily habits that are not so helpful, but they're easier to shift than we think by rearranging our environment and our cues. So with that, I say goodbye for now, and I'll see you next week.